When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? I'm doing very... Since we're talking about a Los Angeles band today, I decided to be drinking a green smoothie while we record. Ooh, you've changed, Tommy. He's wearing sunglasses inside. Tommy thinks that smoothie is the most L.A. thing about him, but look at that sweater. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's that... uh, Where'd you get that again? This is Uniqlo. That's right. You bought that under in a bind, right? (laughs) That was his Tommy's signature sweater. That was going to change it all for Tommy, I remember. (laughs) It's like gorilla fur. It's uh, very. It, it does not fit my personality in no, any way. No, it really doesn't. I only wear it when I'm like uh, hungover. <laughs> I just want something very comfortable, and it's cold out. Hell and yeah! So here we are. Uh, hell yeah, Tommy! Our guest today uh, is hilarious, Kenny DeForest, back for another round. Uh, how many times have you been on now, Kenny? You've done the live one. Uh, yeah, um, this is probably four or five. Yeah. Damn. I feel like I did Macklemore. I remember that. Macklemore, Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. A live one. Yeah, I think four, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it's four. Look at that. Yeah. Um, Next time's the real one. That's when you become yeah, the star. Yeah, yeah. Number five, right? <laughs> right. Man, that live one, I still just have flashes of Clark yelling at me. Uh, about the e- like about the email, and I was like, Clark, there was not an email. Like, <laughs> what are you talking? Because he was like, oh, I didn't know we were allowed to roast. You didn't put that in the thing, and I was like, there was no thing. Everybody's doing what they wanted to do. I told you to do that. That's so funny. Oh, I didn't know we could roast. Uh, <laughs> that's a really you really captured the spirit of that's, Clark that's with that, 2K. that impression. That's two K Clark. Yeah, that's two K Clark. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know we could just shoot when we're open. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, had some good 2K runs last night. You missed out on Kenny. Yeah, man. Sorry. Crazy ones. I had a triple double with 10 steals. Whoa. These people don't care. With your little point guard? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a, and and it was a thriller. We won like in the last like mm-hmm. 15 seconds. Uh, nice little corner three from your boy. Yeah, I got home too late last night. Dang. I would have been embarrassed to text the group when I got home. <laughs> I would have probably Damn. still been on. I, I had a late one because I was riding the high and I played one by myself. <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah. Um, anyways, Kenny, you're in town for a while. It's good to see you. It's good to How be you here, man. What's new with you? How's your day going? Dude, it's going pretty good, to be honest with you. It's good to be back uh, back here. Hell it's yeah. just nice to wake up in New York. Oh yeah, you yeah. know it's the smells. Unless you went to sleep in Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, How did I get here? This bus is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was all set to. Um, I moved to L.A. with the attitude of like, I'm going to help make L.A. comedy better. I'm going to run a great show. 
I got all this energy, and then I lost two years to COVID, and I was like, nah, man, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to what I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have time to be building anything right now. No, no, no. <laughs> who could? No, who know? could? Who could be bothered? The only building I'm doing is in Fortnite. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> um no. Oh, real quick. Since I meant to say this right after I said Wolf of Dog Street and Princess Darkness. D- just a friendly reminder. We do have t-shirts at funapparel.com mm-hmm. that you can get. Search Tom Takar. Uh, and you'll find the little store. There's some fun shirts. Some people bought them. They've sent us some pics. Uh, it's, a, it's a good time in there. And while I'm plugging some stuff here, I will be in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas this weekend at the Looney Bin. Lock me up. And then <laughs> uh, and then they're, I'm going to be so violent at that Looney Bin, they're going to have to move me to the Wichita Looney Bin the and that's next when week. when you escape out of the, <laughs> out of the <laughs> van. Yeah. Oh, and look at that. Look at the date. It's October 30th. Yeah. And then they're going to move him to the federal Looney Bin. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to put me in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over for me. Um, they call it the stool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. No, but uh, I will be at those two loony bins back to back weeks. It's uh, it's Little Rock, Arkansas, and Wichita, Kansas. Um, and I'll also be at the Indianapolis Helium later this month. So come on out. Kenny just had a big announcement. You're recording a special. Give us a date. Give us a. May 28th at the Gutter Bar here Oof. in Brooklyn. Yes. Love the gutter bar. bar. Yes. That place is great. Where Tommy just did his uh, his hour there. Yes, very fun time. I saw the tail end of Tommy (laughs) that night. I didn't see the show because I had a show, but I saw. (laughs) I could tell it went well by by what I saw when I arrived. Usually, if if Tommy's doing a long set, what you'll usually find about fifteen minutes after that set is over (laughs) is a Tommy with eyes glazed over. (laughs) I knew it was a good show because Tommy had two snus in his upper (laughs) gums. I was like, my man killed. That's a celebration. I'll never forget. When Tommy did his uh, his show at Caroline's, Um, I had I was there for the beginning and I had a set and I was like I'm gonna come right back and I came back and the show could not have been over for more than thirty minutes and I was like Where's Tommy? And they were like He had to go home. (laughs) And (laughs) And like my my family had like come in for the show. They were like set up by like everyone meeting at the bar after. And so I hung out with Tommy's family for like another two hours. It was a great time. (laughs) He had to go home. He had to go home. Yeah, I had a crazy weekend because I, w- I had a wedding on Friday in Massachusetts. Uh, and then I, yeah, so I had to like do that, which was like, it's, <laughs> this yeah. is the weirdest drunk thing I've ever had where mm. I woke up in the morning and saw from an email that I had subscribed to Netflix when I was like, <laughs> oh no. Drunk. <laughs> Oh, no. What did you need to see? So I was texting with uh, my friend because I knew that we were hanging out once we got back to the hotel. And he was like, we wanted to watch I Think You Should Leave and neither of us could remember our passwords. <laughs> so you just made a new account. <laughs> and I was like, all right, good. That's worth it. That's so funny. Wow. I should have guessed that that was what it, it is was. funny how, how much more wholesome blackout stuff becomes as you get older <laughs> yeah like in your 20s it's all just deranged mm. and like mm. attempts at sex yeah that are humiliating <laughs> yeah or trying to find like hard drugs yeah and, and then, then in your 30s it's just like i want to watch a sketch comedy yeah. show yeah. <laughs> oh shit i just donated to pbs god damn it <laughs> oh fuck i ordered 20 npr tote bags <laughs> i gotta i gotta i gotta go to rehab <laughs> Oh, Too many no. tote bags. You know, I went to NPR. No pussy rehab. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Oh. Oh. I heard you went to nay pussy rehab. <laughs> 
I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll come up. I'm sure it'll come up later. <laughs> There's a trotting joke on the show. Yeah. Right? Yep. Good. <laughs> trotting joke. God. Oh boy. Oh oh god damn it. I just realized now I'm gonna miss fucking uh, the Derby. God damn it. Wait, when is the, 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 the uh, Tommy should be more upset than me. <laughs> Wait, when is the Derby? Is that uh I got to look this up cuz I was supposed to go to our friend's house. Uh it doesn't matter. I'll look that up. Well, the later. important thing is it's not the Derby, but the Dorby, the which Dorby. is what we're calling today's episode, yeah. the Kentucky you remember, Dorby. You remember when they came out with that toy that's uh Morrison uh, <laughs> is a little talking toy that's very fuzzy, Dorby. Dorby. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. Um so can you, You're a you're a tall white man who lives in Los Angeles most of the time. Why do you like the doors? <laughs> <laughs> You've taken LSD. Tell me about the door. Let's <laughs> uh, Was that a real question? Is it time? Yeah. What's yeah, your, yeah. It was kind of Let's a, get into it. A biting commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, was, mm-hmm. it was good. It was very good. That green juice is... is it's, it's your brain's up. firing on all cylinders, Tommy. My God. I walked I into MPR, a firing squad here today. People are going to like that NPR joke, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No pussy rehab is... It's good. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. I'm before um, my time. I like the Doors because their music is good. <laughs> is I think the main reason. A bold is because stature. when I hear it, I go, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. And I don't think about it too much like everyone who hates them. No one's ever done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Said that the music is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really know where to go. <laughs> no one's ever actually stood by their band before. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, people yeah. don't. Um, so were you like a classic rock guy? like when you were a kid or was it yeah i mean my parents are kind of older for my generation i guess Mm. so they were all like 60s 70s like my dad you know actively introduced me to like led zeppelin and rolling stones and you know when i was when i was a teenager he was like this is music you know we had that like experience and the doors were always in the mix man and so yeah like i still have i have satellite radio these days, and like, Ooh, I'll listen to classic vinyl as much LA as anything man. else. Yeah. I know, right? You yep. have to, it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Also, just a true road dog man because sure. you can't you can't reco- you can't rely on terrestrial radio out there. No, on your no. ninth hour driving through the ooh Tommy, Tommy boy. Oh hell, the Tommy snus boy, boys are go. alive and well. The snus boys. I'm, I might go upper gum if this goes well enough. Now that <laughs> Rogan is on Spotify, I don't really see why you'd need any other service. But hey. <laughs> More power to you. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> I subscribe to Spotify because they treat artists really well. That's a good point. That's why I They're do good it. People. The millions we get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The money that I made from my album is enough to pay for my Spotify subscription. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely yeah. just always think of them as like when I was working in a restaurant, we had the classic rock station all the time. Like That's like the main time I would think of listening to the doors. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I mean, they are what they are. I think their sound is very of that time. Mm. And I'm a huge fan of psych rock. And um, I don't know, man. It like it sounds like a time capsule to me. I wasn't there for that time. But when I hear the doors, it, like Janis Joplin has that same. Jimi Hendrix has that same. It like feels like the time. It feels mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It almost gives me an idea of what being at Haight-Ashbury must have been like. Just from the sound of the music, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's what I like about it. I think. Yeah. And right. um, 
And I mean, I've taken a ton of psychedelic drugs. So <laughs> I, I understand how Jim Morrison got there. You I'm like, like oh, I thing. see where this sound came from. You, know? <laughs> you heard that in your own head late at night. So you don't think that sound came from the kinks, as some have accused? Oh, interesting. Is that okay? That's just a thing I saw right before we started the show. I don't know. Uh, I don't know a lot about there this was, band. I, I remember the first time even hearing a criticism of The Doors for me was in Almost Famous, was when Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is like talking shit about that. Right. I forgot about that. And I that. remember being like, oh, I didn't realize that was like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So part of my decision to even do The Doors, it's as much about how fucking annoyed I get with... <laughs> Like, okay, for, here's an example. The Eagles. Yes. Most people that hate the Eagles really just love the Big Lebowski. They have not <laughs> examined this at all. Sure. They have done no homework. <laughs> they just heard a character that they like in a movie say the Eagles <laughs> suck. And now they're like, yeah, the Eagles suck. <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool, man. Every, th- every choice you make in life is predicated on other people thinking you're cool. <laughs> so it's become very in vogue to hate the doors. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just don't believe you. I don't believe that you hear this music and you just go, oh, this is awful. Right? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It, it just isn't. I think about the Eagles a lot and that like I think I really like them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you mean four four virtuoso musicians <laughs> in perfect harmony sounds good to you? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like Joe Walsh, one of the great guitar players mm-hmm. of an era of all guitars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good. <laughs> I also um Went to a Knicks game at Madison Ooh, Square Garden one time, baby. and I was sitting next to, rest in peace, Glenn Fry of the Eagles. Oh, shit. What? That's crazy. I was with a friend who had like front court seats. That's when he was coaching, right? <laughs> That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Glenn Fry was coaching the Eagles. This is a known fact. Hey, don't look it up. Don't, don't Google it. Hey, hide your lion eyes out there. <laughs> Coach, I can't. <laughs> has to be said when that song gets brought up. No funnier lyric than she's headed to the cheating side of yeah, town. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. It's ridiculous. It's like the second you see that exit. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Pass it up, man. They big win that side of town. <laughs> big win against the Lakers tonight, but don't you stay out all night. I want you back at that Hotel California by 10. <laughs> we got curfew. Magic, don't be going around that cheating side of town. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> Listen. We're going to play tight defense. We're not going to give them any good shots, and eventually they'll get desperado <laughs> and heave one up. Oh, man. Tommy loves desperado. <laughs> yeah, that is a. Uh, we've told on the show before, but there's a, we, were, we were on tour, a little Semi Band mini tour. And one day after a long night, Tom and Charlie Berry just here in the bathroom, me just playing the Linda Ronstadt version of Desperado out loud from my phone speaker. There is nothing funnier than because it sounds like you do the same thing. When I would get drunk, my song choices became so comically sad. <laughs> like some people get drunk and they're like, let's turn up. And then I'd be like, this song's about a woman dying of cancer. Yeah. Listen to this. <laughs> oh, is that Sufjan Stevens? Uh, what's that song? Uh, damn it. Uh, Polinsky, uh, or what, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski Day. Yeah. 
Uh, I was actually referencing <laughs> "Elephant" by Jason Isbell. Ooh. Oh, oh yes, yeah. it's an incredible song, right. but it's <laughs> it's hilarious sad. to get drunk, and somehow that's what you want to hear. Sadder than the other one, yeah, yeah. Somehow sadder than the rest of his music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roman Polanski, hey, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I do want to get to because uh, I'm so curious what he's going to say. He was very fast <laughs> to give us a voicemail. Um, our friend and foe of the show, Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, where they will be doing the Limestone Comedy Festival in mid-May. So if you're anywhere in the area, I highly suggest getting out there. Chad Daniels is there this year. It's going to be a good-ass time. I'm very... Chad Daniels, I've told him this to his face, but I will say it to the listeners, has one of the great compliments I can give a comedian, which is comedians that I learned about from my non-comedian friends. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's like a, to me, it's like an esteemed honor. Yeah. And just like one of your friends is like, you got to listen to this guy. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And then I did. And he was, he's great. Truly a tour de force. Like one of the most fun people to watch on stage. Uh, He's so fucking good. I'll never forget seeing him at a, he's a very fun festival comic. Last time he did Limestone, I was there. And we both stuck around an extra day and just got fucked up and played uh, board games. And then we went to karaoke and he did a beautiful rendition of a, Win- a Whitney Houston song. Whoa. <laughs> he was just incredible. Just a great. Like legitimately name. good. Yes. Cool. He can sing. It's crazy. Uh, but also I saw him. Uh, we were on uh, the fe- this festival in Cincinnati called Brouhaha, mm. which is a mostly a drinking festival that they also have comedy at. Like. It's outdoor stages and it's like a beer festival. It's very fun, but uh, the shows can be sometimes brutal. And he's doing a set in the tunnel stage, which is the best one, only because it's like the most closed off from other noise. But it's still not, it's still not ideal. Like in that, it's still outdoors. But a beer truck pulled up behind him, behind like during his set, it was so fucking loud. And he was like, "Do you really have to be doing this right now?" Like. <laughs> And they were plugging in the kegs for the next day, and he snuck because they weren't listening to him. He was just like, can you move for just a minute? And they just weren't listening, and they weren't paying attention to him. So he snuck off stage during his set while he's talking and unplugged the beer truck so all the kegs so would be funny. fucked up. <laughs> That's great. It's great. It's like a Rory Scovel-type moment, but like I don't feel like people know how good he is. They hear his albums, which are great, but he's also just fun to watch he's in he's a crazy person who i love um but anyway get out to Lyme damn Stone. he's not gonna fuck you bro he oh he will <laughs> he will uh, <laughs> they all do <laughs> they all come around someday anyways uh, i was setting up our boy jared thompson for uh his, his weekly segment uh they went to jared here are jared's thoughts on the doors What's up, y'all? It's this week's we went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending the doors. I assume that it's a defense. I know there's a lot of people that don't like the doors. I think you could probably do um, an appreciation episode. There are people who like good music that also like the doors. I do not like the doors. I have a good reason. I mean, I, I honestly think, like, musically, they're actually not that bad. I just hate Jim Morrison. And I, I just, I hate, like, it just makes me feel very uncomfortable when someone, like, reads a poem out loud. It's just very, I don't know, it's just something weird about it. And I always have just disliked sort of, like, live poetry. And that's what the doors are. It's just poems of, like, you know, he seems like he's probably, he was pretty dumb. And so that makes me not respect it, I guess. And he's just, why is he always wet? 
Like he was just always wet all the time, like just sticky and gross and just nasty. And I just felt like he was just kind of a waste of our time. Musically, I bet if the doors were like, you know, an instrumental group or they had like someone less of a douchebag as their singer, I guess maybe they actually wouldn't be that bad. Like, whereas like a band like Aerosmith that I hate all the way around, like I would hate them no matter what. I just hate their music. And so it's not just the vocals, although those are also terrible. So anyway, I mean, I appreciate the music of the doors. I certainly understand that they were important in a certain time. And I think that probably we're harder on them than we should be. But again, he's wet. He just reads poetry over music. So, all right. I love you guys. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Jared. What do you have to say to all that? It is true that he is wet, correct? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a 23-year-old rock star on sure, drugs sure. all the time. What, yeah. he supposed to shower? You expect this man to shower? What are you talking about? He was... Yeah. I mean, I, I understand the poetry aspect, but I have news for Jared. All songs are poetry. Oh, shit. We talked about this last week, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody was like, it's like poetry, but with music in the background. That makes me like like it. And I was like, yeah, that's songs. That's a song. <laughs> it's known as a song. <laughs> like, does Jared like rap music? Well, I think that's I know literally he, poetry. I think I know what he means, though, where it's like, it's kind of, we make fun of uh, in Fallout Boy, there's a moment where it just stops mm. being sing songy and it just becomes like speak spoken word yeah. and it's, i don't like that shit either yeah. like talk downs over songs it's yeah. like when we got back to the house i was quiet as a mouse walking like <laughs> yeah. i don't i can't stand that's just can't stand that shit. Yeah. yeah god santa went hard on that one he didn't have to do it where the ho ho ho's at oh, oh santa shit. popping off <laughs> it is so crazy how young Jim Morrison was when his voice sounded like that. His right. voice is just too deep for him to be. Yeah. Maybe that's 20s. part of the problem is yeah. people are like holding him to the standard of like a 35-year-old fully formed man. Yeah. 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 yeah it I mean, it's poetry a 23-year-old angsty yeah. man writes. Mm -hmm. But uh Buddy talks the, like this. Well, and I'm sure, yeah, buddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I smoked a pack a day for 87 years, and his dad started Vietnam. Yep, that's true. <laughs> oh, is that is that? So I, I actually was gonna do a little more research into the criticisms, but then I was like, you know what? Let's just feel these. Let's just sure. feel these live on the show. Sure. So his dad, actually, this is uh, this is pretty interesting. Uh, I found a great list of fun facts uh, from ILikeYourOldStuff.com. The Doors, 50 years, 50 extraordinary facts. So here's a fun fact. Steve Morrison, who is, uh, who is uh, his father, said uh, became the youngest admiral in U.S. Navy at 47, of, uh, at 47 years of age, just as his son's breakthrough hit, Light My Fire, sat at number one on the chart. Pretty crazy, huh? Whoa. The youngest admiral in uh, in the U.S. Navy, um, and yeah, he started Vietnam. And he's a bad guy. Started Vietnam? Yeah, he, <laughs> he was admiral in the Navy. He threw a rock. The Gulf of Tonkin. <laughs> that was like the incident that escalated the American uh, involvement in the he Vietnam. He threw a rock. No, no, I made that up. No, this <laughs> is true. The hope he was. <laughs> Daddy threw a rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he he basically struck first in the vietnam war is what you're saying that's like the, the what i was reading that his dad was like the commander in like the attack that 
you know, whatever. Right. Uh, but I, 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 the Secretary of Defense. But my at thing the time with was all my of father, this, Robert is, I, this is a very common. I'm sorry, Tommy. Say that again. I was <laughs> the Secretary about... of Defense during that time was named Robert McNamara, which is also my dad's <laughs> name. So <laughs> me and Jim have something in common. Yeah, it's <laughs> very funny. Yeah. Wish I had a war criminal day. Yeah. My uncle was drafted into Vietnam. I guess I shouldn't do comedy. <laughs> this is so. This is this thing now. That's part of why I chose this. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the children of these people supposed to do? What would make people happy? Do you want Jim Morrison to also become a war criminal? Like, what is it that we want from these people? I cannot figure it out. It's insane. Like, people, it's just, it's so obnoxious. And I, and maybe we'll do an episode about this too, but I'll just bring it up now. But like, I've texted you guys about this. I saw a guy having a full-blown meltdown when he found out that Wynn Butler of Arcade Fire's father worked for an oil company. I looked into it. He is a scientist. That worked for an oil company. And this guy was like, I can't believe I ever liked this band. And it's like, yeah, he worked for um, Dick Cheney's company. So not good. I understand yeah. that. What is Wynn Butler supposed to do? Right. Is my question. Do you want him to it's pretty obvious. follow in his dad's footsteps? Like, what is it? If the person is good at music, yeah. my, my thing is, okay, here's a great example. Um, maybe, I, well, do I want to do this? Sure. They know. But like, you know, there's those, uh, maybe we'll edit this out. I'll just say it. We'll decide. Uh, <laughs> I will, I'm going to tell you right now, we won't be. Because <laughs> it, it's not we. Well, because I don't want to like, shade, I don't want to shade these guys. But it was sure. like a big thing. There was a sketch group that got a big comedy job. And it was revealed that a couple of their oh, dads yeah, yeah. also had big comedy jobs. Sure. Here's the thing. I loved their sketches before I knew any of that. Yes. So funny. to yeah. me, shut up. Yeah. Like, it, it, that is a little bit trickier in that the... The comedy jobs <laughs> are the exact same comedy jobs, but <laughs> I understand. I do get what you're saying, though. And I, I'm not somebody who is like posting, like, "Hey, fuck these guys." I I stayed out of it because it's like, yeah, they're I liked their sketches. They're funny. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. the thing. And it's just like, there's just so much. There was a great tweet one time about all of this. I feel like Ray Ray Sani said she was like, so much of this cancel shit is just thinly veiled i want your job of course yes. and it's yeah. just like that it's just like such thinly disguised jealousy to me mm-hmm. where it's like i don't think when butler's dad had anything to do with arcade fire success other than maybe when butler had enough money for like a cool rehearsal sure. space and instruments yeah. and lessons like mm-hmm. all of the advantages you get from that level of privilege yes yeah but like what are these people supposed i don't just I, I don't know you know what he should have been a butler. Yes. Oh. He should have had a sitcom called Butler Win. Yeah. And it's about a butler who wins the lottery. Wow, this is good. But he stays being a butler because he likes it that much. Wow. <laughs> this is, this is good. Is now, good. this I'll edit out because I'm going to sell this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is good. Um, let's just stop this podcast and start writing. <laughs> what are we doing? My butler. Um, All he does is win, win. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> He's a butler guy and he'll never give it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to uh <laughs> to uh to talking about the doors here oh, yeah, fun because facts. uh I found some fun facts here that I do want to read about cuz I will say like I I don't know a lot about this band. I watched the Val Kilmer documentary that informed a lot of my opinions. That's uh very funny. 
but uh, Jim Morrison did seem like uh, uh, kind of a, like he sucked. But um, but you're right, he's a kid. But I this one I was like, oh, this seems like the type of person I would just fucking hate to be around. Or uh, it says after the 1970 death of his former lover Janis Joplin, Morrison would tell bar buddies, "You're drinking with the next one." Ugh. Like That's, the next guy to die? No, the next like rock star like the next like janice joplin like that level of like cool you know oh, wow. that's what i take that as i like these fun facts a little more um so in 1968 frontman jim morrison was asked by new york magazine how he prepared for stardom he responded i stopped getting haircuts <laughs> which feels like kenny's on his way to stardom <laughs> that's right baby <laughs> following the playbook the silver lining take acid and don't cut your hair <laughs> Uh, this is a this is a good one. Uh, Jim Morrison had an affair with the Velvet Underground's German vocalist Nico. Andy Warhol wanted to film them having sex for his film. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Jim turned him down with a "fuck off, Andy." Um, this know, is that's pretty cool. Andy yeah. Warhol had his name changed from Andy War Criminal. <laughs> that's right. That's right. His father was Mr. War Criminal. <laughs> Wait, no military title, no. just Mr. <laughs> Not Mr. General War, War Criminal. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although he generally is a war criminal. <laughs> generally speaking, honestly, a major war criminal. <laughs> Uh, a cover of Willie Dixon's Back Door Man was included on The Doors the album as a nod to Morrison's anal sex obsession. In Mick Wall's Love Becomes a Funeral Pyre uh, biography, uh, it said, Every groupie on Sunset was now privately complaining about how Jim was pestering them for it. Ugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> it's like when you're hanging out at... Uh, at the old stables, and you start talking to these horses. <laughs> All they're talking about is Tommy can't get enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Morrison's father was an elite U.S. fighter pilot. I would say at least he was asking for it, you know? That's a good point. That's pretty good for the 1960s, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? True. Oh, an advertisement for The Doors' self-titled album was the first rock billboard erected on Sunset Street. That's trip. cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, let's see. Oh, this is, I think this is a good uh, peer into like what makes uh, a star. Uh, Morrison was a nervous child who wet the bed. It has been reported his mother would force him to sleep in the wet sheets as punishment. Mm. And then Tommy McNamara bought those sheets and now <laughs> sleeps in them every night. Whoa. Fun fact. It's a different Tommy McNamara. <laughs> That's right. The soccer star. The soccer player. Yeah. Yeah, it's Robert McNamara's son. <laughs> different Robert McNamara. Different, different, different. Robert. <laughs> Uh, all right, there's a there's a ton of these that are fun, but let's hear some music. I think so people get a little taste of what we're talking about here. Um, let's see here. It's in, it's in this text thread. Woo! First song you sent me here is "Break On Through to the Other Side." Classic. All right, here we go. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them 
them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. You know the day destroys a night, night divides a day. I mean, that's pretty. I think that's an undeniable song. I like cool, that song a lot. It's yeah. a cool song. It's a cool song. The yes. organ sounds great in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is their sound is unique. Because I've heard a criticism, too, of like, it's just like a rich white boy playing blues. But I'm like, it, it's enough different. There's yeah. enough of their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. It'd be one thing if he was up there just like singing blues music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is corny. It's like George Carlin's joke about why are white people singing the blues? Like, what are you so sad about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. That is its own sound. For sure. It, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of bands at that time did, weren't doing that. Cream was a blues band. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Eric Clapton was just playing Willie Dixon as it was written, mm-hmm. you know? And so to me, that I, you get wiggle room with me if you're at least like adding your spin to the sound sure. or whatever. And the organ rules. I'm, a, I'm also yeah. a sucker for the organ. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. A little rock and roll organ. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always very in. Cool. Very, very cool. They're also named after the book, The Doors of Perception, Ooh. which is a psychedelic, Ooh. one of the early psychedelic uh. books, which I have not read. Um, cause I've read upwards of six books in my whole life, <laughs> but I'll get there one day. I think that's going to be number eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be number. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I didn't remember this. This is one of a few doors tunes used in Forrest Gump as Forrest becomes adept at ping pong and the only one included on the two disc soundtrack. Wow. Epic soundtrack. What? Also, he dated Grace Slick of, um, uh, Jefferson Airplane, oh. who is one of the hottest gals of the day, and also someone I'm like, I think is one of the coolest because she was like a model straight up, mm-hmm. and she was so moved by the movement that she just learned to sing because she wanted to be part of it. Oh, That's wow. how Jefferson yeah. Airplane formed. That's really cool. And then you have like, you know, White Rabbit or what, what's that song called? Alice? Like, yeah, I know the song. I think it's White Rabbit, I think is what yeah. it's called. So, you know, and then like, there, I don't know, it's cool. <laughs> it's just cool to me that you dated Janis Joplin and Grace Slick. I don't yeah. know. Is it bad to uh, uh, judge men off of who their romantic partners are? Yes. Yes. Do I still do it sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if a lady so that cool. I think is cool thinks you're cool, then I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm prone to think that you're cool. And that's why, like, I'm a huge fan of Jislyn Maxwell, and uh, I. <laughs> so anybody she thought was cool, I'm kind of cool with. Yeah, 100, percent dude. Also, uh, real rich kid that Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> oh yeah, Ghislaine. She never. I call her Jislyn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy she stayed out of the arts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if she was in comedy, I'd be so mad. Yeah, she never would have gotten on that not. island if her dad wasn't who he said who he is. <laughs> she doesn't want anyone to know that part. <laughs> Um, so now that we've heard a little bit of, uh, of of the sound that we're talking about, I found this article. This is from Spin.com. It says, David Crosby gets high and immediately violates his moratorium on shit-talking the doors. And it's a bunch of uh, tweets. 
Uh, he was on a Twitter tear this weekend. Uh, I don't know. Oh, this is from 2019. Uh, this is right after the pandemic started. That's crazy. Uh, or sorry, the pandemic. Uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, he said, uh, somebody asked him, um, uh, it started when a fan brought, uh, the doors up in response to cross tweet about his favorite bands, either because they haven't seen the many previous anti anti doors tweets in in the Crosby Canon or because they knew it would set him off. Um, so they wrote to him asking like how he felt about the doors. And he wrote basically sucked guitar and drums. Pretty okay. Keyboard was awful. His bass with left hand was abysmal, horrible, square wheel bad, and Morrison was no effing good as a singer or a poet. Poser, sorry. (laughs) 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 Then he, uh, somebody responds to him, everyone loves to hate the Doors. Fact is, though, that they were dangerous at a time when everyone else was a flower child. The Doors were a new sound. You're also awesome. I wouldn't call the Doors a square wheel band just because they weren't in your circle. He responds, dangerous. Ho ho! Oh, is this Santa coming in? <laughs> ho ho! The funniest word to describe them I have ever heard. But about as dangerous as a bunny rabbit. Oh shit! Damn. He hasn't seen the bunny rabbits I've seen. Well, one thing, I guess I should be defending David Crosby for being very cool. <laughs> yeah, he kind of rules. Yeah, said, uh, much cooler than the Doors. <laughs> Ho ho! Wow. wow. <laughs> he does say it's uh it's four twenty on four twenty, and I am smoking a fat one. <laughs> Please join me. I am also giving the finger to our president in honor of our day. <laughs> this is important that it was uh it was in twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> this is in yeah yeah yeah. Uh, he's this is in twenty fifteen. <laughs> Fuck you, Barack Obama. <laughs> I love that. Somebody, this person wrote, I do love D. Crosb, but he is wrong here. The doors sucked when they used a real bassist. Uh, and he said, No, I'm not wrong. They sucked all the time. Damn, he went off. He went yeah, fully he went, off. He went, hard. he went hard in the paint. <laughs> uh, I love yeah. I love David Crosby. Mm-hmm. Crosby Stills National Young. Deja Vu is, uh, I would say, a top 10 album of all time of any genre. Damn. Um, But I don't know. It's just so much of the Doors hate is, to me, coming from a place of like hipster shit. That's what it feels like. It's like cool to not like it. So then everybody just not doesn't like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no way you hear break on through the other side and go, this sucks. I I think it's uh, undeniably good. I've actually, because I know you guys have done it before. This is, there's a a similar feeling I asked about Dave Matthews band. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because I was like, these are virtuoso musicians. The, the, you don't think it sounds bad. You can think it's corny. Yeah. You can you cannot like it. But people act like Dave Matthews band is bad at music. Mm-hmm. And I'm like yeah. they aren't though. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. John Mayer, I think some of his shit is corny. Yeah. Undeniably an incredible guitar player. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, a famous racist, but hey, I like him. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, well, this is a point. His dick, his dick is a famous racist. <laughs> uh, David Duke. <laughs> Yeah. Point I've made on the show before: the actually bad bands you'll never hear. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like it, yeah, you haven't of heard of any band that is actually like yeah. awful. Yeah. Oh, that's we save those for a little segment called the worst song on Spotify, yeah. which we haven't done in a long, <laughs> no, time. long time. We got to bring that back. Yeah, uh, it's very ones. fun. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe that's part of it too. Because I, 
a lot of my favorite music is not super mainstream, so I, ex- I have to explore a lot of shit to find yeah. some stuff that I like. And so I I listen to a lot of these bands that no one's heard, and it, there's some really really bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there Actually, is bad music. We're I think we're gonna if we have time we're gonna do a Patreon after this with Antonia, and she showed me a song on the uh, a drive last week that is really fucking bad. No, so nice. yeah, yeah. get on the Patreon for that. It's three dollars a month. It's a good time. And uh, yeah, she showed me a funny song that was really bad. Uh, but yeah, so you do you take a peek at some of these. Uh, oh yeah, actually bad. Well, and also like the Doors style is it was it's so easy to be bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's very earnest. Yeah. It's very poet mm-hmm. poetic, like slam poetry. Like yeah. that can go wrong. Oh yeah. It, like if somebody's doing an impression of Jim Morrison, it's gonna be the worst shit you've ever heard. Like if yes. it's like a young songwriter doing their yeah. best Jim Morrison. Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> But you my know. impression of Jim Morrison, pretty good. Pretty good. Let's go ahead and hear another song because we gotta we gotta get through some of these to get to the people's comments too. This is uh, "Light My Fire." You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar if I was to say to you. Girl, we couldn't get much higher Come on, baby, light my fire Come on, baby, light my fire Try to set the night on fire The time to hesitate is through No time to wallow in the mire Try now, we can only lose Become a funeral pyre I guess that's irony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest asshole. Yeah, ironically, yeah, I suppose that does fit in. Yeah, that's irony, I guess. Yeah, ironically <laughs> enough, that's actually not irony. <laughs> uh, while recording the first album, Morrison is said to have exclaimed, We don't have enough original songs. And guitarist Good exclamation. <laughs> What's funny is in this it it has a regular period at the end of the sentence. <laughs> After exclaiming, <Yeah. laughs> see, it's just a regular period, That's and it's funny. in the wrong spot. Uh, guitarist Robbie Krieger turned up with "Light My Fire" the very next day. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So the rumor is is that it was the first song he ever wrote, Whoa. and it was this like mega hit, which is That's fucking crazy. Wild. Yeah, damn. I wish my first song I ever wrote was a big hit. It was, my name is Tom and I'm here to say, (laughs) I like to rap in a PG way. (laughs) Oh, man. Mine was, my name is Kenny and I might be skinny. (laughs) I got hit with a brick. brick. (laughs) Two-line song. Now, here's a a cameo from Butler Winnie. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
damn, this episode's dumb as hell. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm sorry. No, it's not you. It's a good thing this is one of the free ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was, uh, no, that's a fun, that's a good song. Let's hear People Are Strange. This is about my friend Tommy. <laughs> when you have sex with horses. <laughs> People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. When you're strange. I like that song. And it's true. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> he's explaining men's rights activists right there for you. Right? <laughs> yep. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Yep. That's that's it. Yeah. That's all mm-hmm. you need to know. Very uh, ahead of its time yeah. statement. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I haven't heard a corny line yet. I, hey, I like. Hey, I'm with you on that. I like that song. People's faces. <laughs> uh, people are strange when you're a stranger. I think it's just about how when you're alone, the yeah. world looks very scary and bad. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks ugly to somewhere. you. Yeah, you don't feel wanted, so everyone's terrible. Yeah. So yep. you know, that's a, when you're you know, a stranger, you know, come um, on. Come Jim on. Jim Morrison was depressed. He went to Robbie Krieger's house. They went to a canyon to watch a sunset. At which time Jim realized he was depressed because. If you're estranged, people are strange. He then wrote the rest of the lyrics, which are about feeling alienated. Uh, Krieger wrote the music. He did his guitar solo in one take. Here's a fun fact. The Doors played this on their only Ed Sullivan show appearance, and they also played Light My Fire, and Sullivan never asked them to come back because Morrison sang the lines, Girl, we couldn't get much higher. Damn. Wow. Ed Sullivan... You fucking bitch. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> Dork ass. I'm going to go kick his ass. Yeah, let's kick Ed Sullivan's ass on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, if you get on the Patreon, you can just hear the stomps of us <laughs> kicking Ed Sullivan's absolute ass. On Patreon, our new podcast, Beat Up Your Man. <laughs> is this your man? <laughs> Whose man's is this? <laughs> Whose man's is this? <laughs> Whose man's is this? Because <laughs> we're about to kick their ass. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's the other thing, too. <laughs> to the point about the tweet about them being dangerous, you roll your eyes at that now. They were kicked mm. off Ed Sullivan for saying, <laughs> like, it's like when you go back and listen to Lenny Bruce, and you're like, this was edgy, and it's like, yeah, this was as edgy as he could possibly be at that time. Yeah. And now yeah. it seems tame because it's, you know, people have taken it and run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> um, the time we were in. Dana mm-hmm. Gould has this really funny thing about Lenny Bruce about how people forget that his stuff has so many modern references, so it's really weird when you listen to it, where it's like, yeah. they call me obscene, you know, it's obscene, send a Forbes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <"What?" laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> 
That's people so are dying. <laughs> I just watched Lenny, uh, actually, the movie with Dustin Hoffman about uh, Lenny Bruce. Oh, I never saw it. It was fine. No. I don't recommend it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wasn't that great? <laughs> and Tom's Movie Corner. <laughs> yes. Tom thinks movies are okay. Yeah, this, yeah. This weekend, it was I. The subset to Douglas Movies. Yeah, I was listening okay to. Uh, I always listen to Biggie when I first get back to New York. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. it's a tradition. I throw on Nas and I throw on Biggie yes. and I throw on Jay Z. Mm-hmm. You know, and I Gotta walk around it. the city and I just soak it in. Yeah. But I was laughing about like speaking of references, like Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Why don't you get an Xbox, you broke bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Cool, cool cartridges, Biggie. <laughs> you blowing that to get into play, you loser? <laughs> uh, now I play Fortnite because I rhyme tight. <laughs> 2K was the worst day. <laughs> I like it when you call me Big Rando. <laughs> Get uh, head while I play Red Dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, all right, Tommy, you want to do one? <laughs> I want to play Riders on the Storm. Here it is. <laughs> Like a dog without a bone and actor all alone, riders on the storm. There's a killer on the road. His brain is squirming like a toad. Alright, that was bad. <laughs> Take a long holiday. That's Riders on the Storm. I think I just like the organ. Maybe that's what I'm learning. Every song I sent you has a sick organ yeah. breakdown. Yeah. Uh, so this was the last song that uh, Jim Morrison recorded before he went to France and died. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, um, yeah, it was released in June 1971, shortly before Morrison's death. He went to freedom and died. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> we don't say that word. He, he went over there to he went over there to cast his vote for Le Pen and then died like a true war criminal son. My friend um, took acid at Jim Morrison's grave in uh, Paris. I feel like a lot of people do that, right? Isn't yeah, that and it yeah. was and it was funny because I asked him. He was like, "It was awesome," but he's like, "So many people were doing it." That's so so oh, like. Yeah. You know, acid's all about set and setting. Yes. So I can't think of a weirder set setting <laughs> yeah, than in a cemetery surrounded by strangers so in a foreign brutal. country. Also, imagine if your grandma's buried next to him and you're just trying to put flowers down. Yeah, these fucking weirdos. 15 acid freaks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, acid freaks. <laughs> acid freaks. Spoken like a real Robert McNamara. <laughs> <laughs> Old J. Edgar Hoover over here. <laughs> 
Uh, more like Nay and Gruber. <laughs> I've heard Tommy's comedies. He's trying to get Klopter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see if there's any other fun facts in here. Uh, it's As it says in Jim Morrison, uh, Life, Death, Legend by Stephen Davis in 1962, while Jim was attending Florida State University in Tallahassee, he was seeing a girl named Mary uh, Werbelow who lived in Clearwater, uh, 280 miles away. Jim would oftentimes hitchhike to see her. Those solitary journeys on hot and dusty Florida two-lane blacktop roads with his thumb out and his imagination on fire with lust and poetry and Nietzsche and God knows what else. Taking chances on redneck truckers, fugitive homos, and predator, oh predatory <laughs> cruisers. Well, your on. words, Trump right? Words yeah. Fugitive homos. All right, I made that. I gotta- <laughs> no, 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 it's right there. It's right there. <laughs> fugitive homos. That is an insane combination of words. That's another that's good thing. You know, much you know, better band name than the Doors. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Fugitive homos. I, I, I stand by a band that doesn't exist. I, I, I really thought we were going to blow by that. No, <laughs> I don't know why you thought that. Yeah. Like that is so specific. It's like you know, you know how the seventies were in Florida with all those escaped convict gay guys <laughs> running around. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. Um uh, this uh, oh yeah, and predatory cruisers, uh, fugitive homos and predatory cruisers, uh, left an indelible psychic scar on Jimmy, whose notebooks began to obsessively feature scrawls and drawings of a lone hitchhiker, an existential traveler, faceless and dangerous, a drifting stranger with violent fantasies, a mystery tramp, the killer on the road. Whoever wrote this. This is bad poetry, yeah. what you're reading. Yeah, Stephen Davis, you ain't shit. You ain't shit, Stephen Davis. <laughs> Stephen A. <laughs> yeah, Stephen A. Smith wrote that. Well, it's actually, He's a fugitive on the road. A Steve, killer on the road. It's actually Stephen Nay Smith. <laughs> uh, also invented horse basketball. <laughs> was, uh, I don't even know if that was a good joke or not. <laughs> Horse basketball. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. No, I see now. Stephen Naismith. I see. Yeah, that's good. I it came. It, I that took me a second. That's my fault. I owed you more on that. It's okay. Um, let's see here. He was Canadian. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's hear another song. Uh, we have "Love Her Madly."
This is a another Doors song that was featured in the film Forrest Gump. And it's in the scene where Ginny uh, runs out of a motel with a black eye. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while. That soundtrack is insane. It's really something. I was thinking about the other day, like the pitch for Forrest Gump is insane. <laughs> like to tell a studio executive what the movie is. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's um, kind of dumb. And then he just runs to California and back. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he yeah. likes Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. a lot. He drinks it, and then he also has to pee and because has, of how much he drinks of it. Yeah, and then he becomes a ping pong champion. I'd be mm-hmm. like, what is this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. He's a football star, but he um, you got to understand, he doesn't know that you stop running once you get to the end zone. <laughs> you <laughs> got to understand. Get it. You got to get gotta understand. It's very important. important you understand that. <laughs> He's very runs, dumb. And then he just kind of keeps running, man. Yeah. I don't know. Just keeps going. And then at the end, you find out his son probably has AIDS, and then we roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. No, he's got this buddy, Lieutenant Dan. You're probably thinking he's got legs, oh, right? Oh, this guy's got to have legs. He's a lieutenant. <laughs> uh, old, two, old two-legged Dan, you probably wanted to call him. <laughs> well, well, are you sitting down? Because <laughs> if you were Lieutenant is. Dan, you would be. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you're going to think this guy probably, if there's a couple girls at his, uh, his New Year's party, he's going to be happy. But he is not. <laughs> we, need to, we need to play these songs. <laughs> we have gone so far off the rails. <laughs> All right, we got one more song here. Here's uh, Love Me Two Times and Give Lieutenant Dan Two Legs. <laughs> That's Love Me Two Times. Uh, Doors guitarist Robbie Krieger wrote this song after the keyboard player uh, Ray Manzarek implored the band members to go home and write some songs. Seems like this guy just needs to be told to go write a song. <laughs> yeah, every time. Every time. <laughs> but here's the other thing. In this era, so many bands were just like ripping off black artists and not crediting them. That was like huge. Mm-hmm. That was a big part of the British invasion. At least this band was like, we got to write some songs. Right, right. We can't just only play Willie Dixon. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do something. <laughs> so it says he came up with Love Me Two Times and Light My Fire in about an hour. Uh, Jim Morrison wrote most Doors lyrics, but not all. Krieger typically had two or three songs on each album with his lyrics. The band split credits equally, so every member is credited on every song. That's awesome. Yeah, I love when bands do that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. 
I am so glad you just read me that fact. Yeah, I yeah. Ha- now I have a nice counter argument. <laughs> you, you know, and like, that's a, you know who's annoying is Robbie Krieger. You just had this talent the whole time, and yeah, he's yeah. just like, I, no one ever asked me to write a song. Well, if you're imploring, sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you're imploring, all right, two smash hits in an hour. That will be listened to until the end of time. Okay. <laughs> uh, Here's a now that we've uh, heard all the songs, I do. I have to read this insane fact, which is that <laughs> I do have some more gump ribs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had some time to think, and I'm gonna bring 2K back in to <laughs> let's bring Biggie back. 2K, in more like two legs for the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love this one. So, uh, this is a fun fact a lamb was brought on stage at a Florida show to promote vegetarianism, but Morrison undermined the message by saying, I'd fucker but she's too young he then incited the audience to get naked and thousands took him up on his offer yeah it's hard to like really take your message seriously if you're like i would fuck this fucking animal yeah who is he tommy mcnamara (laughs) (laughs) i'd fuck her but it's she's too not a horse (laughs) Uh, on long island in april 1968 jim drank 26 vodka and oranges between 4 p.m and 8 p.m he attempted to get up and sing during Jimi hendrix's set but was uh too drunk to stand that's just a regular Long Island day, buddy. 28 <laughs> vodka, vodka oranges. That's so much orange juice. That's a lot. That's so much sugar, yeah. So much vitamin That'd C. probably hurt him more than the vodka. People don't realize. Uh, this is a pretty dark one. Uh, the last time Jim Morrison ever saw his mother was at the Doors performance at the Washington Hilton in 1967. Seated in the front row, Morrison fixed his eyes on his mom during the climactic Mother, I Want to Fuck You line in The End. And then never spoke to her again. Pretty crazy. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I no longer stand this by this band. This is your God? Oh, my God. Is that true? Yeah, they also got banned from Whiskey Go-Go, I think, because of that line. Uh, yeah, they don't, uh, apparently, back then, wanted to, you know. God, now the whole thing bad. is coming undone for me. <laughs> He's, like, depressed. He's like, God, everyone's just so, I'm just so strange to everyone. <laughs> just because I want to fuck my mom and an age-appropriate goat. God. That's... He got to go to, uh, to, go to uh, OPR. So that <laughs> is true. Reason. This is this yeah. is verified because I, I, the only reason I ask is for years I was told that Phil Collins wrote "I Can Feel It Coming in the Air Tonight" about a man who watched another man drown, mm, sure. sang it to his face, mm-hmm. and then that guy killed himself. I heard this yeah. my whole life. That's the yeah. classic. Yeah, and then I looked it up, and it is it nothing close to that ever happened. <laughs> and Phil Collins in an interview was just like, "I truly have no idea where that came from. <laughs> I, I that song just came to me, and I wrote it. That's so I, funny." Mm-hmm. It's so nuts. I mean, hey, you take this up with ilikeyouroldstuff.com because <laughs> that's where we're getting our facts here. And uh, there's no comments. Yeah. I mean, I guess the evidence was everywhere when he's saying, come on, mommy, touch my penis. <laughs> 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 I should have known that it was right there. All right. Let's get to the comments. So we got uh, shit on the Twitter today. Oh, shit. I think the most um, we've ever gotten. Damn. Uh, so not right. that many. <laughs> uh, uh, on the Patreon, we got a few as well. So we go to the Patreon first. If you are on the Patreon, you're guaranteed to get your comments read as long as they're not, uh, you know, wildly offensive or something. Uh, Nick Clerkin writes, "Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me you nay?" <laughs> Tommy's version. <laughs> 
Matthew Potter uh, writes, I hate the doors, in quotes, and that's Tommy outside a locked barn. (laughs) (laughs) People are really embracing this. This is great. Come on, baby, light my sire, uh, Quinn writes. And uh, Cody Chadwick writes, uh, riders on the loss or riders on the storm playing while Frank and Charlie argue in a dumpster and it's always sunny it will always be funny to me. That's, I don't that's remember that. Scene. I don't that remember that great. either. Yeah. I've been rewatching. Uh, it's always sunny. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, there's it's so some, good. There's it's something so good. There's such a simplicity that's so fucking funny in the episode I was just watching. Uh, Frank <laughs> says when he dies, he just wants them to. Th- he goes, "Throw me in the trash." <laughs> <laughs> the one where they, uh, where D is like pin pals with the veteran, like the war veteran, mm-hmm. and she goes to meet him, and the gift that she got him is jean shorts. Like the whole episode is insane. <laughs> so they give him the jean shorts and start playing the national anthem, and Frank just stands up and salutes. It's so insane. <laughs> Um, all right, what do we got on the Twitter, Tommy? So Steve Winchell, I think, has the uh, the take of the day. He said, I used to think they sucked until I decided to turn my brain off and just enjoy the vibes. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Jared Vernon said the song Horse Latitudes on Strange Times is about Tommy McNam's vacation to the equator. <laughs> this is very funny that you were like, ooh, the most comments we've ever gotten. And it's all about you having sex with a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're blowing up. Yeah, uh, we're doing really well. <laughs> Matt Alonzo Morning says, unnecessarily hated on band. Yes, Morrison is self-serious, can't be over-the-top tool, but most rock front men are. Made some dreck, but also some truly great songs. And uh, he said, essential, if only for the Dana Gould impression of JFK as Morrison joke. Um, is Matt Alonzo Morning who I think it that's is? That's Matt Alonzo Morning. Yeah. 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 That's Tom's. Yeah. I like to call him Matt Alonzo Morning. Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> Shannon Norman said, before I did stand-up, I fronted a Doors cover band. We oh, all shit. loved the band, but also completely understood that they are total clowns. <laughs> so Connor Colley said, there are fewer of them than wheels, which is a reference to a TikTok bit that I had to look up because I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. Good for you. Uh, Brian Breslau said, my mom met Jim backstage in the 60s. The band was super friendly. Jim came out and scoffed at her and walked out. (laughs) She didn't make the cut. She made me watch the Doors movie 10 times. No fifth grader needs to know that Mr. Mojo Ryzen is an anagram for Jim Morrison, which Uh, I didn't know until I read that tweet. Whoa. Also, good on your moms for not letting Jim hit anal raw. (laughs) Shout out to to moms. Alan Kaycorn said, I like the idea that Jim was leaning into becoming a big room lounge act. Mm -hmm. Mark said, love-hate relationship. I remember when they were still under the radar. Uh, before before Oliver Stone's movie came out, I don't think the cult of Jim has helped their reputation. Gravitate toward the pop popular material, a teen gateway band that can lead to better music? Question mark. That's a that's a good take. Yeah, yeah. they are like um, they're like they are not. They are maybe the worst of that psych rock era, but if they lead you to like Jefferson Airplane mm. and the Mamas and the Papas and all of that stuff, then that's a net win. Yeah. I would say you know. Uh, Bahama John said I've been big into LA Woman lately great engineering songs will always have the stigma whatever that stigma is I'm unsure Zach Holder said pretty solid band once you get past the cult of Morrison Raymond Zarek gets a lot of shit for the weird circus organ stuff but I don't know it kind of fits the whole dystopian peyote trip feel of the whole era uh, Eli said, last I heard, Tommy prefers the stables. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it. <laughs> uh, we got some good ones on Facebook. I can't read them all. We don't have time. So get on the Patreon if you want them guaranteed to be read, baby. Uh, 
This is uh this is great. One uh Raymond uh Raymond Cantil says one time my friend secretly signed me up to sing the end at karaoke. I just went ahead and leaned into it since we were both pretty sloshed. Anyway, the sound guy changed the lights to red on stage and it got super intense and I got all jimmed out. When it was over, my friend comes up and goes, Holy shit, that was awesome. But also just then this guy in the back of the bar just shouts out, Fuck you and left the bar. <laughs> so, you know, the doors is a divisive band. <laughs> True. Um Jeffrey McDonald, I think he has a good take. He says, I hate when people dismiss Jim as writing lyrics like a teenager. That's the nature of rock music. The tunes are great. Um yeah, most yeah. lyrics, like, I'll hear songs I love, mm-hmm. and I'll look up the lyrics, and they're so simple. Yep. Yeah. They're like, it's not, yeah. most rock songs, it's like a few little thoughts, and then a hook. Yeah. Um, jo- Joshua Sorrell writes, only recently did I learn that Jim's father helped plan the Bay of Pigs fiasco. Uh, I find it really funny that Lou Reed hated the Doors of the Passion, and without them, we wouldn't have gotten this classic sketch. And it's a kids in the hall sketch called Into the Doors. If you want to find that, uh, two people shared that, so it might be. It sounds like it's worth looking at. Uh, Mary Houlihan writes, "Lol, and Dan Mendenhall. This will be the last one I read. This is great. Says this guy who plays in my friend's dad's cover band has a tattoo of what he thinks is Jim Morrison, but is actually Val Kilmer as Jim Morrison. Nobody has the heart to tell him. That is so. That is so good. That's very good. That's very good." Uh, all right, that brings us to the end of the show. But before we leave, you get to give us your final thoughts on the doors. Kenny, what do you got? Man, I was really ready to like put my foot down here, but the looking his mother in the eyes <laughs> uh, has shook me to my core. <laughs> I don't think I've actually recovered from that just yet. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed my riffs have yep. gotten worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm sitting in a very closed off position now. <laughs> I also am now very wet from sweating. <laughs> yeah. I've been sweating for 30 straight minutes. Um, I I think I stand by the music being much better than it gets credit for. Mm-hmm. I stand by Jim Morrison being, if nothing else, no worse than other rock front men of that time. And uh I think the hate, I still stand by the fact that a lot of the hate is rooted in hipster shit where everybody wants to be too cool for the doors. Mm-hmm. So I am still think that your hate is stupid, but also I cannot stand by a man who looked his mother in the <laughs> eyes and talked about wanting to fuck her and then never spoke to her again. Yep. That's insane. Telephones existed at this point. He could have called her and said, my bad, moms. I got a little carried away up there. So, z- yeah. Yeah, right? Exactly. I didn't even know that was you. Anything. So, zero stars. So I found, <laughs> I found a fun fact to to wash the. Uh, this one better be fun. <laughs> this is really fun. So on the album cover of uh, Strange Days, uh, there's a, a fellow on there uh, named. Uh, it's this is the fun fact. It says Michu uh, Mezaros, the small man on the album cover for this. Also worked as Alf in the 1980s and as the stunt baby in Look Who's Talking. What? That's pretty fun. That is a fun fact. Yeah. (laughs) He was Alf and he was also on this Doors cover. That's him. That's Uh, cool. Anyways, uh, I'm going to go four out of six. What do you think, Tommy? Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I get, too. I was, yeah. I was leaning towards that, too. It's a band I never listened to, but whenever I hear them on the radio, I, I definitely don't hate the music at all. And yeah. uh, I think some of it sounds really cool. I think it is that thing that one of the tweets was talking about of like the whole like the Jim Morrison worship is a big turnoff. Yeah. You actually listen to the songs, and you're like, these are good songs. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of it's like you can't be you can't be held too responsible for what the fans do with the legacy. Yes. In my opinion. Yeah. Because fans are stupid. Like sure. You know, it's kind of the Dave Matthews band thing too. Like mm-hmm. their fans make people hate them. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. so it's that sort of thing. And sometimes you have to look past that, I think. Mm-hmm. For sure. To see good stuff. Because a lot Absolutely. once something gets popular, people will ruin it. Yes. Yeah. But it's not their fault that it's popular. They wrote a good thing. Yes. You know? Fair. Uh, all right. Uh, before we get out of here, is there anything you'd like to plug? Let's get that uh, that rec- that yeah, taping. Yeah, let's get those deets again. Yeah, May twenty eighth, I will be at the Gutter Bar having sex with a horse. <laughs> uh, That's how you get our fans. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, yeah, yeah. So use promo code Hey H A Y. No, uh, May twenty sixth. You can get tickets on my website kennydeforest.com. Yeah. Um, you know, it's my second album. Uh, I am recording it as a special. Yeah, um, I was at the first album. We'll taping. To, well, yeah, it was you a great were. time. I heard, I, in fact, I was posting a clip when I heard your laugh. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun to hear my friends' laughs in some of those. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of Dave Drake and Will Miles you can hear. You, which I have clips from that on my YouTube. I'm trying to uh, embrace social media more. So follow my Instagram. I'm not. Do not follow me on Twitter because I am no longer active on there. Right. Instagram is the one I care about. Uh, I am on TikTok if you are 12 years old. and um, <laughs> But yeah, come see the taping, man. Support live comedy. There's a lot of uh, really good comedians that don't have 4 million followers, and we yes. need your yep. help. Yes, <laughs> we sure. need your help because hey. we care about the live performance, which yes. means we don't have enough creative energy to be good at the internet. <laughs> so we need your help. Uh, no, for real. Uh, speaking of which, if you're... On Instagram, please, if you're not already on there, uh, on mine, please follow me at Tom Takar and uh, share my little reels because now I'm getting a little bit of money for them. So yeah. uh, I can use whatever no. I can get. I got a wedding to pay for. Get on that Patreon. What are you That's say? a really good point. A lot of people don't actually, people ask me, like, how can I support you? And I'm yeah. always so like embarrassed by the question. Yeah. I, but in truth, if you like a video you see from one of us, even just commenting, yes, it helps it's the algorithm. Free. Uh, you don't have to pay anything, and it helps. It does help a lot. Um, so that's a way you can help if you don't if you can't get on the Patreon. Yeah, yeah. like this guy sucks. This guy's ass. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This in fact, if you can mid. start, if, if, yeah, if you can start a culture war argument in the comments, please do that. Yeah, yeah. that bring helps up, so much. Bring up race. Um, that would be good. <laughs> Talk about how Obama was not actually American. Um, that'll do a lot. Uh, all right. But yeah, I will be in Little Rock, Arkansas once again this weekend. And then in Wichita, uh, yeah, Wichita, Kansas the next weekend, both Looney Bins. Uh, and then uh, Indianapolis Helium coming up. And uh, yeah, come to Good God and get on the Patreon. Tommy, what you got? Uh, this Sunday, May 1st, me and Luke Monez are doing our show at the Netflix Festival. Hell it's going to yeah. be at the Elysian Theater, Sunday, May 1st, 7 p.m. So any L.A. people, please come to that. I think it's going to be a great show. We got Jimmy Pardo on there. Whoa. We got He's Joel never Kim not Booster. funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> star of uh, the new, uh, yeah, the new upcoming film, film uh, yeah. Fire Island. I uh, saw the trailer. Yeah. I didn't realize he's like the fucking star of the movie. Yeah. He, he's so he's talented. a dear yeah. friend of ours. We love we love Joel, and uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, those two, Naomi Ekpergen and uh, Mary Beth Brown. It's going to be a great that's show. A, that's quite yeah. a show. Hell yeah. Yeah. We'll get over there. Thanks again, Kenny. Hey, my pleasure. And also, real quick, just to plug, I have other dates coming up on my website. So if you're not in yeah. New York, I'm in Seattle. 
I'm going to be in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth coming Ooh, up. Shit. I'm going to be just just check it out. There, there's yes. a bunch of dates and, and you can see them. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, same here. Oh, yeah. I'm doing Ann Arbor and uh, Bol- uh, what's it called? The Fort Collins room, the comedy fort. I'm finally coming. Oh, yeah. Year. I so heard Fort Collins saw someone drown. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, all right. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thanks again, Kenny. Keep it crispy. Bye.